Welcome to the Igniting Consciousness podcast, where we discuss all things related to raising your consciousness. We're obsessed with exploring outside-of-the-box ideas on a wide variety of topics that impact your well-being and expression of life force energy. We dive deep into topics of health, transformation, conscious parenting, human design, manifestation, spirituality, living in harmony with nature, and more. We're excited to explore the captivating mysteries and beauty of life with you and to raise the collective consciousness of humanity together. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm so excited for you to join in on this interview that I did with Dr. Patty Giuliano, who is a chiropractor, principled chiropractor, one of 40 plus years. So she is a wise woman sharing her wisdom all about the chiropractic lifestyle, what it means to be living an innately guided life. And more specifically, we're talking about her book that she just finished. And it's not at the time, it's not ready. If you're listening to this recording in 2024, it should be available on Amazon after January of 2024. So we go into what it is that she talks about and what she shares vulnerably and very specifically on how it was going through raising children, living the chiropractic lifestyle, being innately guided, what it means to be trusting in that inborn intelligence within her children and then trusting that for herself as a mother, as a parent who may have been learned and conditioned to, to live by and also parent differently, which was different compared to the people that she was surrounding herself with. So this as we discuss this in relation to parenting, um, living that innately guided life, trusting your body's inborn intelligence on how your body lives, functions, breathes, does all the automatic functions, how it heals, we give you all of this insight and more as we just have this very genuine, raw and real conversation. So if you're ready to dive in, learn a bit more about health and healing from the inside out, and definitely specifically from a chiropractic point of view, then this is the episode for you. Dive in, have fun, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Igniting Consciousness podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you the guest for today that we're going to go into so much, yes, chiropractic philosophy and just philosophy of life because this wonderful, beautiful human being and soul that I have in front of me right now is Dr. Patty Giuliano. She is, Dr. Patty's greatest passion is to connect connect with people and make a difference in their lives by empowering them to trust in their inborn potential that is within them. She loves sharing her wisdom and philosophy of life, healing, wherever she is invited, which she's invited here. So I'm so excited to go into that. She graduated in 1982 from Life Chiropractic College and ran her own practice in the back bay of Boston until she met Dr. Peter. In the span of a year, they fell in love got married, sold her practice, and started a family practice in the suburbs that has been serving their community since 1984. During her 40 years as a chiropractor, she and her husband, Dr. Peter, have mentored 42 chiropractic student interns in their home office. Her children are her greatest creation, and she finished a book about her life as a parent that chronicles how she discovered her innate mama. I just love that. (laughs) Title of the book, Holy shit, I'm going to be a mom. What was I thinking? Explores the recipe that she used to navigate the ups and the downs of parenting, and this will be available to the public in January of 2024. Patty, Dr. Patty, welcome (laughs) to the podcast. Hello, Natalie. (laughs) 
so excited to go into this. So, I mean, clearly you've got this, I mean, how we met, and I'm just going to share with the listeners here, was I was at an ICPA conference, and for those that don't know, International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. So us both being chiropractors, I was in attendance of, a, of, the, of the seminar, and I'm sure you were in attendance as well, but there was a very loved chiropractor that was exiting from his teaching, so I'm sure you were probably there as well to give him a big hug and a send-off as he, he moves on to other areas of life and everything. Um, but we had met because as we were in the break, I think going for lunch it was, we were walking down the steps, and I just heard this wonderful spirited woman that had this just glow you have this glow about you do you not realize that because you absolutely do and then I think you had maybe a little bit of purple streaks in your hair at the time and I'm just like I, I mean chiropractors are cool as it is I mean I might be a little biased because I'm a chiropractor but there was just some spark about you that as I was listening you were talking about a book and lifestyle and parenting and given that I have a year and a half year old right now I mean I'm like deep in this newness of like embodying being a woman and being a mother and what mothering is like and you know being very aware of the Mm -hmm. outside factors of what people think is right and I'm doing air quotes and what is wrong and how you're supposed to be do look act and feel when it comes to anything in life let alone being a mom and what's the best way to parent and you just so happen to be talking about that and then I come to realize well you're pretty fresh into it because you're writing a book or a series of books that is going through how it was raising your kids and then all the way up to present day, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's let the listeners know about this. What inspired you to say, I need to write this down and I need to share this? Well, it started about 25 years ago, believe it or not, that uh, I, I would always speak on the stage and I always, I always could relate the, uh, the metaphor between being a chiropractor and being a parent, that I, I use the same kind of philosophy in both realms. And so I would always talk about that and I would tell stories about my kids and how I handled things. And people would come up to me afterwards and say, Patty, could you please write a book for me? And so it took 20 years before I finally uh, sat down and I got a ghostwriter from Australia, and she sat with me for a year. And the, I just, like, vomited the book out of me. And at the end of that year, which was 2017, 18, 2018, she sent it to me and said, okay, just, you know, edit it in a week, and it'll be done. And as I read it, I realized Patty Perfect could not put that book out. And I procrastinated, I got, I had three different editors and I had to let them all go because they weren't speaking my voice. They were editing me out of it. And I say, holy shit, a lot. (laughs) And I said, holy shit, a lot. While my kids were growing up, they would do something great. And I would say, holy shit, oops, sorry. I shouldn't have said that, Katie, but that was amazing. Or, holy shit, why did I do that? Or why didn't I do that? So it was used in both positive and negative. And so I said that, and I'm from Jersey, you know, um, and I'm Italian. (laughs) So uh, I got, uh, you know, all the bad traits of, you know, swearing a lot. And I do swear in Italian too. Um, 
so so I finally put it together and I finally I have an editor now who sings my voice and understands my voice and allows me the freedom to be able to you know have have that come through in the book uh, the book is is like talking to me you know and where it's not is where it needs to be kind of edited and stuff um, it's been a long journey it does start with you know uh, pre-birth where uh, Peter and I spent years trying to get pregnant um, I will not go into the details about how we did that um, you can all just kind of you know, imagine, imagine visualize, how it visualize, and <laughs> how the baby was created, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we tried and tried and tried and tried. Um, but as I, I believe that God doesn't, you know, give you a child unless you are ready. You know, or some of us, because I've seen some people get children who weren't ready. But right. for me, for right. me. Um, I got pregnant after our practice was in full string swing for three and a half years. So I had my first baby four years into practice. And then it just goes on. The book goes on to talk about stories about when they were younger and how I programmed them. Because as chiropractors and as people who believe in the innate wisdom and genius of of our body, the life inside of our body... Um, but we're very different from the rest of the world. So we will say things differently. We will bring our kids up differently. We will talk to them differently. We will find different schools for them uh, if we don't homeschool. Um, right. and, and as they get older, you know, we will deal with all those challenges differently also. I felt so strongly and I feel so strongly, again, the parallel between being a mom and being a chiropractor. I... I felt like my greatest gift was to empower my children that they had the answers inside. So, and I empowered my members of my practice and to this day that they have the answers inside. Dr. Patty did not fix your headache. I flipped some switches through your nerve system and your spine and your body, as miraculous as it is, it started doing something different. Whether it was that they said, oh, my headache is gone, or they said, Dr. Patty, I'm feeling more stuff, you know? It's the wisdom and genius of that body. I have no control over it. So, so that's, that, that I felt like, well, I just recently retired, so I can say I felt like that because I'm not doing that right now unless I cover our practice for the associates. Um, and I did that with our kids right from the beginning. I wanted them to know that they had answers inside of them. So if Katie and Christopher came to sit down for dinner, for example, and Katie sat down and said, I'm not really hungry. If I said to her, well, it doesn't matter if you're hungry, food's on the table, you need to eat now, like my parents did for me, that would be dishonoring to her and would be negating my previous comment that you got a smart body, you got a healthy body, your body knows how to heal you, and you have a wisdom genius inside of you that knows what you need. So I would say, Katie, your dish is on the table. When you're hungry, come and get it. 
And if you want me to warm it up for you, I will. Mm. So that's just one example of how I applied the philosophy into practice or my values. That's actually more of a value, not philosophy too, into practice and into my parenting. Wow. So there's so much more to go with that. Just keeping at that stage right there, mm -hmm. I think is so crucial to emphasize for the mothers and the parents that are listening right now to exactly that. Like, what does it mean to trust in this innate wisdom that is within you, one, for yourself, and then to also trust that in your child. So how was that? I mean, mm. granted, we have years and years and years, and we're not perfect, right? Because we've had the training and the philosophy of chiropractic. And right. even if chiropractors have had that training, it doesn't mean they're embodying it. So you clearly were embodying it, and you're continuing to embody it. And the embodiment of that is different based on the stages of life that you're in, right? Right. Or right. in this case, also thinking of the stages of life that your children are in and that you're also in. Right. So what was it that allowed you, and if you wouldn't mind sharing even the emotional, possibly conflict that you had with being like, wait, this is what I know based on how I was raised. This is novel. Like this is actually a novel concept. I've heard other people talk about it and possibly if you were really close with other, you know, other chiropractors with this philosophy. And this is kind of like mm -hmm. attachment parenting in a way, if we want to put a label on it, I guess, or it's, yeah. it's just universal laws and principles of life is really what it is. Right? right. So my question for you is how did you navigate into trusting okay, I might not have an example of how this is going to turn out to know that my children are going to turn out wonderful by me trusting in them and their innate intelligence. Hmm. Well, I, I grew up in a family where 70 years ago, my parents took us to the chiropractor. I mean, we started chiropractic when we were babies. My parents were different than other parents they, uh, my father started chiropractic when he was 15 years old. And because he had a mentor who hit the mentor's son got a vaccine and got, went deaf after the vaccine. So my father was sort of like, uh, well, I, this man was my dad's mentor. Um, so he enrolled my dad into chiropractic lifestyle. Uh, there were no drugs, um, no vaccines, no medical doctors. So I never saw a medical doctor growing up. Okay. My mother was the best doctor you could ever have. I came home with my, uh, uh, my eye cut open here because I, a friend of mine was shoveling and accidentally the shovel came, I was behind him and it cut my eye. And so I went running down the street home and my mom's like, what did you do? Like, there's no compassion. It was like, what did you do? I'm like, Teddy hit me with the shovel by accident. Well, you're st what, stupid. Why were you behind him? Mom, can you just do something about this? So she put a butterfly Band-Aid on it, smacked me up the side of the head and said, go back and play. You're like, Italian mama, love you too. No. <laughs> that's, that's how I grew up. I mean... I never needed stitches. My mother pulled out the old, you know, butterfly band-aids, the, the peroxide, put the peroxide on it, cleaned it out, put the band-aids on and said, go back, your body's going to heal you. So I heard that 
my entire life. We had a cold or I, I remember having bronchitis once. She rubbed Vicks Vapor Rub on my chest, wrapped me in a blanket, put me in bed and said, your body's going to burn it off. Where did she find that? How did she learn this? I, I don't know. Maybe her, that's what her mother did for her. But so I grew up like that. So it was an easy transition to be able to go to chiropractic school and then to hear the philosophy and say, hmm, boy, my, my parents were ahead of their time. And so I just kind of took the philosophy and delved into it deeper because I only saw it at a surface when I was in school. And even when I came out of school, it was sort of at a surface where after you come out of school, because of how you're taught in the clinic, how you have to go from philosophy to you go to the camp clinic and it's like schizophrenia. It's like, oh, I need to like document their their pain and how long they've had it and what is all this shit I have to do? I thought, you know, and but I came out like following that to some degree, but knowing it didn't feel congruent. And then taking care of people in a different model and thinking that my job was to fix their aches and pains and ailments. And, and by going to seminars, philosophy seminars, by going to technique seminars, because a lot of the technique people were philosophically congruent. Um, there were trying seminars back there through Sherman College. And the, so Peter and I just found places where we could delve into and be with other chiropractors who were kind of mentoring to us and be able to get deeper and deeper. And, you know, as, you can go as deep as you want. And I feel like I've, st I still, you know, there's still more to understand and to delve into, but basically, yes, we took everything that we had at the moment when our kids were born, how we birthed them, birthed them at home. Thank God. But we still had, it, it had the, uh, emergency, like, we, we called the EMTs in our town and said, just in case, we want you to know that we're doing this in case I need you because I didn't want to be stupid. Right, and, right. and I didn't need them. And then, and then to apply the philosophy then to, well, how do I take care of this child? What do I say to this child? How do I talk to them? Um, how do I let other people talk to them? That's the last chapter that I was just editing was, you know, letting go, letting go. The first letting go was letting them out of my body. Okay. Yeah. Then letting go to letting my husband hold my baby and then letting go to letting somebody hold my baby. I'm not in the same room. And then, you know, it goes on and on letting go when they first go to school, letting go when they get married. So that will be one of the last chapters, letting go when they get married. And then there's the parenting the parents at the end stage of our lives, letting go for them to let go of me because my daughter tells me all the time, mom, don't die, don't die. I'm like Katie, someday I'm, I'm going to be gone. And she, it, it upsets her very much. Mm -hmm. And so to talk about that in the book and what are my wishes for how I want to do that process? Because that is, it's like a birthing into another 
dimension. You know, yes. I was conscious about birthing them. My mother was conscious about birthing me. I want to carry that into the end stages of life because that to me is philosophically congruent, mm. you know, to have my values and my beliefs to be able to be carried through right to the end of my life. So I want to let my kids know in my book, this is what I want. And it's I written have it down. Written down. <laughs> yes. And my friends will know and my other relatives will know. And so you better damn do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. I mean, it's very inspiring even like for me. I mean, there's so many times I'm like, okay, I, I want to start writing books on different like stages of my life. And I love that, that you, that you, that you have, that you're doing that. And yeah, the reality is it. the book actually still isn't done because you're still yeah. here clearly. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's done and like, get that out. And so I'm just like, that's why I'm like so happy that we get to have this conversation because people listening can, and like, and, and all you listeners here can, can hear this as a, a, the vulnerability that anybody goes through to truly embody being, being, and let alone being a parent and then to trust Hey, this doesn't look the same over here, but I'm going to do this way because this is what I know is right and what I feel is right. And what else is really interesting, even though, so you, you had the luxury of being able to be raised in a family that practiced natural hygiene, that like, took things more naturally as it was and, and weren't conditioned like majority of society is, as we're very well aware. Yeah. Non-conformist. Nonconformist. Yeah. As, as my husband and I were like, we're on the fringe with everything, with everything, but you can't be a chiropractor and kind of not be on the fringe. I feel like, but without going yeah. into that, that doesn't mean to lose hope just because you weren't raised in a family like that. Right. It means that it's important for someone. And I want to hear your perspective on this for someone to dive in one, it's good to have, you need to have resources. You have a stack of books for anybody that's watching the video right now. You have a stack of what we call the green books in chiropractic stacked up to the side of you that you can utilize as reference points and framework of how the body works and what innate intelligence and universal tenets and principles of, of life and, and how they apply to you and then also how it applies to your interactions with those around you, right? And right. So it's like, it's finding resources and finding the people, because that's the other thing too, is they say that you're a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. Mm. And yeah. as a parent, you know, there you go. Was that, which most one is that? Important. In the chiropractic is, textbook. That's the Bible Stevenson's. Oh my gosh. And, and the way he, he, he writes, he, he writes the principles and he describes it. It's, it's way more easier to understand it to understand. And, but it's yeah, deep. You can see all my tabs and stuff. <laughs> you haven't been utilizing that and highlighting it and getting ideas and concepts and deep contemplation of life around that, right? Uh, joking, clearly. But what I'm saying is, is people don't lose hope because you weren't raised in that. It doesn't mean that you can't start to embody this on what it means to you to be fully embodied of who you are and what your innate is telling you like the, what what the christ consciousness within you is guiding you to be and then 
allowing yourself to be that example for your child. So that's another thing too, is you wanted to be an example for your child to not just tell Mm -hmm. them one thing, like you gave the example earlier, but to also be that too, to set that example for them to know like, Hey, um, and this is something I hear a lot as a parent, like for instance, we just pour our hearts out into our, into our kids. And like, we want the world for them, which is a wonderful and beautiful thing. But we also have to show that we spend time for ourselves to fill our cup up too. Right. Yeah. And if yeah. we don't do that, then what example are we setting to them that we're not, we're not mm-hmm. worth it. It's not worth it for us to take care of ourselves. We only take care of other people. Took me a while to figure that one out. But can I just say something to, um, to our values and, and for people listening that there will be people that have different values than us, Natalie, yeah. different values, different perspectives. And I really wanted my book not to be like, I'm right and you're wrong if you don't agree with what I do. My book is, and I say exactly what you said, that I want you to figure out who you are and be true to who you are. Yes, be congruent, consistent with who you are, but find out who you are. If you're a parent and and you're just parroting and doing things what uh, that other people tell you because, because you're not willing to go do the research on your own, you're not willing to like to search your heart and your soul and say who am i why am i here these are all philosophical questions and what do i want this to look like and what do i want my child to get from me as their mentor because you are their mentor whether you want to be or not and they will either adopt who you are and adopt your your traits or they will rebel against them and either one and my kids haven't adopted all of my traits you know and 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 I'm not happy about some of them but that is their choice I taught them to do critical thinking and they do their critical thinking and they make their choices in their life they're 36 and 34 I I'm I'm their mom they love me but I, I am not their mentor anymore they have spouses and their spouses have made influences on them and they love them and they're navigating those roads you know Mm -hmm. and um so it's sometimes a challenge uh as you let your kids go because now they're not in the safety of you and your values (laughs) so even for there's chiropractors that don't share inside out philosophy that they either they've never been exposed to it or they have and they they have a different way of looking at life than we do if you don't trust that life is intelligent and that the the wonders of the world and the 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 weather and everything out there is doing its thing based on all the factors that are hitting it and combined together. It's not just plastic that's affecting our world, that that there's so many things we don't even know about. Um, Who knows what's happening in outer space that they're talking about now and we don't know. But if, if we can trust, for me, it just gives me hope it also gives me a kind of a stable ground to stand on that I know that there is a reason 
for why the sun is shining today or why it's raining today or why we might have a hurricane uh, on the other side of the world or we might have an earthquake. Um, it, it's happening. I, I don't really have control over it, but I have to believe that there is a reason and I may not know what that is. You know, I may know someday, but I think for anybody and anything they do, they're doing it out of a need, a desire, um, and it comes down to I have to trust that they're basing their, their decisions and their life on what they've experienced. And yes, can we share a new way of thinking about things if they think differently? Absolutely. And, sure. and so I want my book to not be like, this is the way, uh, this is the only way. I even say it, there's a recipe in this book. It's to make sure that your, your, all of your decisions are based on your values and your belief, deeply held values and beliefs. And number two, trust that voice inside. Trust your intuition and trust that your intuition has, has played with, you know, and has heard and, and felt and experienced uh, so much of life, some that you don't even think about, it's in there, okay? And then number three, when all else fails and you're ready to do something that you didn't think you would ever want to do or would do, unconditional love. You have to look at the situation and say, okay, if I loved this person, now we're not talking about kids right now, let's talk about you know, someone else. If I loved this person like they were my child, what would I do in this situation? Mm. And, and then you have to come from that space. And I'm not going to say I always did. I didn't always. I remember one day we were driving home from school. My kids were like four and six and my daughter's the oldest and they were fighting and fighting and Katie was hauling off and beating on Christopher. It was, it, it would switch. Sometimes Christopher would be beating on Katie and, and she was hauling off on him and we got home and I, she ran, I said, go to your room. And she went to her room and I said to Christopher, Christopher, the next time she does that, just haul off and slug her. And he looked at me and he started crying. Mommy, you told me never to hit anybody. You told me never to use violence. I was like, Christopher, you're right. Oh, sweetie, you're so right. I'm so sorry. Mommy just got so mad. And I just, uh, thank you for reminding me. No, no, we don't want to do that. We want to, we'll, we'll go talk about this later. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you have these moments where you just react. And then you apologize. You let your kids know, I am not perfect. Right. At Every age, I told them that when I was, he was four, I'm not perfect, sweetie, but I'm trying my best because you didn't come with a little manual that tells me how I'm supposed to be your mother. And I, I couldn't give you a manual to tell you how you should be a child in this relationship, you know? So, so it's the hardest thing for me, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and everything else typically came easy. And when I say easy, I mean that when I was faced with challenges in my life, I always could figure out a way. To this day, my parents taught me those skills. You can 
figure out a way around this. And they didn't do it for me. They had me figure it out. And so I, I can figure things out. But once I had kids, I was like, what the F do I do? <laughs> what do I do in this situation? And it comes down to, what does it come down to? Go back to my philosophy, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and then make sure that I'm living true to my philosophy, that I trust that there's an innate, wis- innate wisdom within all of us that allows us to respond, react. And uh, it, I don't believe it tells us what to do. A lot of people say, my innate told me. Uh, your innate intelligence is, it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's intelligence. It's, just, it's in there and it comes through us, is my belief. It comes through mm-hmm. me. And I have to have knowledge of it though, to allow it to fully come through. Have you had patients in your practice that you start talking in a consultation and they stop and they go, oh my God, I think the same way as you, but nobody ever put it in that way that you just said it Mm -hmm. relative to my body and to my life. People are out there who think like us, who have a similar philosophy, but it's gotten clouded and you know, covered over and muddied by all the crap that's yes. out there and all the stuff that they listen to. So like you said earlier, you don't watch television. Yeah. I don't want to cloud my mind mm-hmm. with stuff that doesn't resonate with me and my philosophy. I don't watch television. I watch movies and, um, you know, I, I just, I watch what I read and uh, I used to watch, listen to NPR, and my husband would say to me, Patty, have you been listening to NPR? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I can tell you have a different vibration to you when you've been listening to NPR and the news and all the shit that's going on in this world. He said, I said, Peter, but we, we need to know some of this stuff. He goes, Patty, you know what I need to know? I said, what? He goes, I need to know that. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to go in the office and I'm going to take care of my patients. I'm going to adjust them. And that's all I need to know. Mm. And then you know what I'm going to do the next day? I'm like, what? And he goes, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to go in the office. I'm going to take care of my patients. I don't want that shit interfering with my being able to be my best self with my patients and clouding that. And um, so we don't talk about that stuff in the office. And, you know, we, tr- we both, people come to watch our practice and they're like, you're not talking subluxation every time. And you're not talking philosophy. And I said, we are, we, we em- embody it. And yes, when somebody asks a question, you know, Dr. Patty, why is my neck still hurting? I don't know. I'm not in your body. You tell me. Tell me what's going on in your life. I don't know. But get on the table and I'll make sure all your power switches are on so that you you can deal with this as best as possible. You're in charge of the stresses that come into your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what we tell our patients. So, Key. so they get it. They get it. And they, so when chiropractor says to me, well, what happens when somebody says, oh, the pain's still here and you didn't fix it. And I'm like, my patients don't really say that. You know, because I, I kind of I orient them on the first two visits, 
as to, you know, I don't say, we don't fix your pain, but if they say to me, Dr. Patty, I have a pain in my neck and go through that stuff. And I go, well, well, what are your hopes, dreams, and desires and expectations of me? And they go, well, you're going to take the pain away. And I go, with due respect, you just drove here from Boston. You passed about 10 pharmacies on your way here. You could have dealt with that very easily, quickly, and cheaply. You could have gone, gotten a painkiller. Oh, no, 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 that's not why I'm here. Okay, tell me why you're here. And then I, I shut up. Tell me why you're here. And they start, well, well, this. And I'm like, so how is this affecting your life? And then they go into, and they start crying. And I say, so the best thing I can do is make sure your brain talks to your body and your body talks to your brain and you have a good communication. Just like you want to be able to have communication with your spouse or your children, you need to have clear communication. Doesn't that work? And they go, yeah, it works better than having a blockage in your communication. Yeah, that's my job as a chiropractor. This is, this is my domain right here. These are your power switches of your nerve system. Do you want them on or do you want them off? They go, well, I want them on. Okay, let me do my exam, see what's going on. It's, it's, that, it's, it's almost that simple. Right. But I've been doing this, I've been doing this for 40 years. So, you know, some youngins, you know, fresh out of school, they, they probably listen to this and say, oh man, you know, I, how can I do that? You, you can, you can, mm -hmm. you do, but you have to practice, practice, yes. practice, but you have to have the philosophy inside of you. So when somebody asks you a question, you come from that place. And you yes. don't waver from that place. And then you don't have to talk subluxation to your patients unless, you know, it's appropriate for you to do that. Sometimes I'll just go and I'll go, hmm, you got subluxations in your spine in different places. You remember what a subluxation is, right? Oh, yeah, Dr. Patty, you told me 20 times. Okay, good. <laughs> don't need to go into that. But it's affecting your life now. So maybe you need to get in more often or whatever. Yes. You know, so... I know I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a lot. Is that okay? No, no, this is fabulous. I mean, across, I mean, across the board, like this is where we wanted to go into like the embodiment of this philosophy. And it's like, and it's so interesting because like, you know, we know it's chiropractic philosophy. It's universal tenets. It's universal truths or what they are. So like you, whether, whatever we want to call it, but exactly what you said earlier is whether it's a new doc whether you're not even a chiropractor, whatever it is, you have this, no matter who you are, you have this life force energy that is inside of you. And whether it's bound up, it's, you're not able to like express its full potential. I mean, it's always working at 100%, but the ability right. for it to, to allow your full expression is going to be limited based off of what we call the three T's in chiropractic, right? The thoughts, thoughts, toxins, and traumas, mental, chemical, and physical stressors or stressors, as we like to say as well, that are affecting and creating subluxation in our body. So I love that when you say like, you don't have to like preach to the word subluxation because truly, as we know, as chiropractors, the, how we describe subluxation is totally different than the way that they use it in orthopedics and the osteopathic world and everything else. Right. So right. I really like utilizing the word like nerve interference. Like where is there an interference within your nerve system, not allowing your body 
and or brain in whatever direction it's going to what end organ in the body, not allowing Mm -hmm. it to be fully expressed and have this full continuous line of communication. Right. Um, and, and then, and then looking back at what are the stressors in your life? They don't, they're not always just mental. Granted what we think about, we bring about, right? Don't think about the polar bear, but you can't stop thinking about the darn polar bear. And then you get situations as a collective of what had happened the past couple of years. And it lets you know where the pulse is on the collective. But then there's other people that are called and pulled and tugged and they're like, I just don't believe that. I just, uh, that just doesn't feel right. Trust those pulls, trust those tugs. You know, as, as we re- we use the word innate a lot, especially in the chiropractic world is what is, what is that like pull that tug? Some people feel it. Some people hear it. Some people like, I just like to say you're being guided. Whatever your guiding system is, whether you feel it in your heart, that warming sensation, you feel that warmth in your belly, like you feel like you've just had a warm embrace or a hug or this like, boom, like light bulb turned on idea. Trust it and surrender to it. Dr. Jeannie would say, it's like rubbing a cat. Does the fur rub the wrong way? Does it rub the right way? That's how she would... She would say if she felt right about something, the fur's going in the right direction. Or if she didn't feel right about something, she'd say the fur's going the wrong way. And then I wanted to talk about the, you talk about interference. So to take that concept, I take that concept when I do my patient education. Uh, We call it our self-care visit for people that you take the concept of interference and say, okay, so what's interfering your, in your life based on what you're putting into your body? Were you eating, drinking, or inhaling that might be interfering with the wisdom and genius of your body expressing itself to its fullest potential? What are you inputting into your mind, your psyche that might be interfering? What you, what's interfering with you moving your body? What's interfering with you know, your whatever, any aspect, and then say, so our job is to make sure the umbrella, which is your life channels are not interfered with. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can do all the best things you want to do for all those other things that are interfering. You can be perfect. But if your life channels are not open and clear, if you're not getting adjusted, checked and adjusted, you will not have a hundred percent of what your life expression can be. Mm-mm. And and it's and that's a simple concept, I think, so that when people are listening to this that they can take that concept and just expand upon it and then you have a whole health talk, you know, to get yeah. to somebody. You know? Totally. Yes. I I, I uh, it it is so simple and it is I mean, I'm sure it still doesn't stop to amaze you like it's a simple concept and yes, we've embodied it. We've been speaking it and practicing it and living it, but it can be that simple for the person that's even like, this is profound idea for them. It's a profound concept to them. It really can be that simple, but the biggest challenge is, is the embodiment of it is the trust in it. That's it. You hit it, Natalie. It's trusting trusting and the only way we trust well I shouldn't say the only way but it takes a lot of repetition and frequency 
for somebody to trust a thing or a person or whatever. And that trust can be broken, unfortunately, very quickly. And yes. to regain it is a challenge. So when somebody comes in your office, Dr. Pam Jarbo talks about the trust quotient. They're, they may be neutral or they may be like way like, like my wife told me to come in, but I, I think chiropractors are quacks. So you've got this trust quotient that you have to try to bring them past this center point to where they trust you. So everything that you do and say in your office needs to be congruent because they will they will pick up on it just like your kids will just like Christopher did you know yes yes um, and then also recognizing I, I that we to... are human we are human and exactly yes. that too is we're already yeah. perfect we don't have to gain perfection we don't need to go after that but what is beautiful just say how can I do better how can I do better yeah. when you know better you do better yeah. or right? you speak yeah know better do better Fake it till you make it. That's what I tell a lot of people. Just fake it till you make it, you know? Um, I just wanted to touch on um, innate intelligence and, um, and a, an experience I had with two young kids that, that I tell to my patients during my orientation, spinal, not spinal care class, my uh, self-care class. Um, I had two boys, Connor and Travis, sitting in front of me, um, eight years old and 10 years old. And I got the spine, I was doing their consultation. I said, so Travis or Connor, um, the younger one, I said, this is what your spine looks like on the inside and up here in your skull is what? And he's like, I don't know. Well, what's up here? And he, and he said, uh, and I said, Think, think, what makes you think? He goes, oh, my brain? I go, yeah, your brain. And so your brain talks to your body and it sends the messages down into your body and then your body tells your brain what it's doing. Do you understand that? And these are all little switches. These bumps on your back are your body's switches, power switches, and we wanna make sure they're all on. I look over at his brother, Travis, and he's got his arms crossed and he's kind of looking at me funny. I'm going, Travis, what's going on? He goes, Dr. Patty, 10 years old, what tells the brain what to do? Oh, I love it. So imagine a 10-year-old asking that question without skipping a beat. I said, Travis, you have a genius inside of your body that knows everything it needs to do. We can't see it. We can't measure it, but we know it's there and it allows your body to do everything it needs to do, but it needs your brain and your nerves to be able to get their messages through so it can do its job. Got it, Dr. Patty. Mm. I saw him, I saw him yesterday. I was watering my plants. We have a home office, watering my plants outside. He's talking with a deep voice. He's like 21 years old. I started taking care of him when he was 10. Like. Travis, you just grew up into be this amazing person. And uh, I said to him, so Travis, are you still thinking about chiropractic? And he goes, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. He just graduated college. So I don't know. I'm going to have to work on him. Yeah, I was going to say, come yeah. on, come on. You, you had that genius at 10 years old. And, and yeah. go ahead. Let it yeah. be expressed. <laughs> so, so 
people can steal that story. Steal that story. If you want to be able to explain innate intelligence to people, it's 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 easy. You just give them and they'll they'll say, Oh yeah, that makes sense. A ten year old can figure it out. Exactly. You and know? and share that with your kids, parents. And you yes. you you embody that and then you share that with your kids. Cause also when you speak about it and when you teach it, you start to understand it more because you start to yes. embody it more. So the words that are coming out of your mouth, we know the words are frequency. The words of words can affect people through the frequency, through the energy of which those words are coming out. So as you continue to share that, you know, share that example, for instance, or, and, and speak about it, the more it starts to become part of you and you believe and you trust in it too, right? Yeah. yeah. So look at it that does. as an example right there of, of and again, repetition, right? We know it's like, they say it takes 21 days to change a ha- like to, you know, to change a habit according to whatever books. I can't remember who it was who wrote that. But the reality is we know the nervous system, really, it takes like 90 days. Our nervous system is amazing. It always finds other ways to create new pathways, neuroplasticity. But that's right. why when it comes to healing, when it comes to anything, it will take time and repetition because that's not a carved pathway that your nervous system, that your body is used to taking. So until you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and then now you've like, you, you've, you had something else that made you like switch your mind and you go back to it again, then it starts to become more instinctual for you. Right. Yeah. So for parents out there that, um, are in fear and worry about when their kids have a cold or the flu or whatever, um, what I would encourage them to do is allow your child to go through one cycle of it on their own Mm -hmm. without drugs, just as an experiment. You know they're not going to die. They may be uncomfortable, you know, through the process, but allow them to go through it because you are teaching and training. It's training grounds for their immune system. So for those of you out there that are just a little nervous about that, I was too. It was like, she's got whooping cough. My daughter had a whooping cough. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Do we bring her to the hospital? What do we, and you know, it's like, it goes out the window sometimes and you right. need to have your tribe. I know people don't like that word now. Oh, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just I like, who cares? Tribe, yeah. Your, your village, your... Your people, people, and and then a, a husband or a spouse that is in you know in alignment with mm. you, and Peter just had to talk me down from like, you know, freak out. You know, what do we do? And then what did I do? I just hunkered down for two weeks with her, just her and me in bed, and we got through it. You know, nursed her through it. She was four weeks old, and oh wait, four, yeah, four, four four months old, I'm sorry, four months old. And, uh, and I believe that that allowed her to have the healthy lungs that she has today. So that, and that's what I always tell her. You got a strong body, you got a healthy body. I whispered that in her ears, my kids ears from the moment they were born, you got a strong body, you got a healthy body. Your body knows how to heal you. Anytime something happened, they fell. You got a strong body. You got a healthy body. Your body knows how to heal you. Your body's going to yeah. heal this cut. Let's just wash it out. Make sure it's clean. And we're going to put a Band-Aid on it. But the Band-Aid isn't going to heal you. Your body's going to heal you. You know, I wanted to make sure they got that. Mm. When Christopher was two years old, we moved into this house that we're in. And he was at the top of the steps. And instead of going backwards down the stairs like I taught him, oh, he so stepped weird. and went flying head over heels down the steps. I ran across the room. He was crying hysterically, 
reached down, picked him up. I held him and I said, Christopher, everything's going to be okay. Mommy's going to make it better. That's okay, Mommy. My body will heal me. Mm. Repetition, frequency. Repetition, frequency. Yes. You can steal it. Strong body, healthy body, body knows how to heal you. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like these are just such powerful truths. And don't just take us for example. There are so many other people, um, not just in the chiropractic, you know, realm, but in, in the natural movement realm. Natural hygiene probably if you were to like look back or however it might be, but let your body do the healing. Just like you said, if you get a cut, like you, you can't blow on it a certain way. I mean, sure, you could speak, speak good because words are frequency. Just like we know when we speak to our plants, like you could speak to your plants, you could speak to your water and it changes a molecular structure of water. So we actually do have measurements because quantum, quantum physics is amazing nowadays. So we actually do like when we get into the, the talk of consciousness and spirit and spirituality, and that's a whole nother conversation. But right. even right. just keeping it in this, what we're talking about that rep yeah that repetition and just like hold on to the truth and do that i love you said experiment and don't feel like oh well i'm not going to experiment on my kid if it's like a life-threatening situation stop pause take a breath yeah. is it truly a life-threatening situation right. is your fear going to turn it into a life-threatening situation is a whole nother conversation yeah. 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 Because what you, and, and, and I mean, and, and not because you're a bad, you know, you're, you're a loving parent and you want the best. You don't want to see your loved one crying. I, I think I say this to the, to the, um, the husbands of women of whenever they're going through childbirth, like they don't want to see their wife, like, ah, as they're pushing a baby out or however they're expressing themselves to, to get the baby out of them. But they have to understand that like what, if we're going to give the reference of having a baby, women were designed to birth babies. Mm -hmm. We were designed to let life come through us, like through this portal that we all get to witness and experiment. I'm, I'm fresh off of a course that I created, so I'm like super embodied with it. But to have your husband to recognize like, okay, we know you don't want her to be in pain, but don't so quickly be like, she needs to have the epidural. She needs to have the whatever else. Like if yeah. that's her decision, absolutely. Um, right. Everything, whether it's pregnancy, and we'll get back to the example of the kids, you have the choice and you have the ability to take a breath and surrender and trust that you're not pushing your thoughts even onto your child either. The, yeah. the fear. This yeah. made me think of another example. The child that's climbing the tree. And as a parent, you're naturally going to be like, don't climb up the tree. You're going to fall. That child may not have ever fallen because they're in so much trust and knowing of their body and what it is that they want. But the moment that you say that could instill the possibility that maybe they actually do end up falling. So that's a bit of another example yeah. there, but that there's so much truth in that. And so what we think and what we're pushing out on other people, bring it back to yourself, take a deep breath and then yes, go back to it. Think about if your child is sick or whatever it might be. Yep. Can I the, let... don't, don't spill the milk, right? Or you can say, make sure the milk stays in the cup. Mm. It's like looking in the affirmative. Yes. Make sure that 
when you're walking over or running over there, you stay on your feet rather than don't fall. Make sure that your feet stay in contact with the branches of the tree, your feet and your hands, you know, to find a way to do that because you're right. It's, it's, you have to give a positive motivation and not a negative. I hear people say, you're going to go outside in the cold, you're going to get sick. I'm like, it's not like there's sick germs out there just because <laughs> right. my daughter would like go outside in the winter without a jacket on. And finally, I just said to her, Katie, are you cold? She goes, no, I'm not cold. I'm like, okay, fine. Go out there. You know, <laughs> she felt fine. Come back in if you want your jacket, you know. It's like you got to listen. And, and then, yeah, that, again, that's back to being congruent. If you trust and you're teaching them about trusting their body, you can't tell them you have to wear your jacket or you're going to be cold. They know when they're cold and they will put their jacket on. Yes. You know? Yes. And then... And then when we're talking about like not engaging in certain medical practices and things, I also think that everybody draws their line in a different place. Mm. Not everybody grew up like I did with all the constant repetition about you got to your body's going to heal you and, and you don't need to go to the doctor and all that. There are some people that uh, their line is much shorter than mine and I don't make them wrong. If they need to take their kid to the hospital to get stitches, that's what they need to do. And it, it, the, the, this kind of shift in how you look at things, it comes in increments. Your mm. child falls down, you know, rather than, oh my God, uh, um, Johnny, t tell me what just happened. Have them express to you what just happened. And they usually snap out of it right away and they stop crying. Yes. You know, tell me exactly, show me exactly what happened to your knee. Well, I was on my bike and, okay, show me, show me what happened. Okay. And by the time they're done explaining it and showing you, they're like off playing with their friends again, you know, so to not make a big deal because those things get imprinted. Everything gets imprinted in us, the words, the actions, the experiences. And so if we as parents can try to minimize because we have no control when they're in that outer world if we can minimize what we do to cause imprinting, we're, mm. we're good. We're good. That is the whole other element is what is the imprint that you're leaving, not well with your kids, and then what's the imprint that you're leaving on the planet that also is affecting the collective? Because we all actually, you know, we, we, we have such great power within us. Um, gosh. Oh, I just absolutely love it so much. There's so many things going in my head. And yeah. within... This is good. This is good. This is so good. Gosh, yes, Dr. Patty. If there's anything that you would love or you want to impart on the listeners before we close this beautiful conversation up today, what would that be? Hmm. What would that be relative to... You want to give like relative to parenting, relative yeah. to chiropractic. Let's, let's talk about parenting. Let's, the things that, yeah. So let's go first. What would you like to share in relation, yeah, relative to parenting or and even, you know, maybe a little, a little tidbit from the book there too. Yeah. Well, you already went, gave you a few stories that are in the book. I, I think um, what I would say is that, um, Parenting was really hard for me. Well, it's been, especially in the early years, was very challenging for me. 
Um, I have a daughter who is uh, what we call neurospicy, um, and she has been my greatest teacher. It's been challenging. It's been hard. Um, I haven't always been at my, my, my best through it all. And I guess what I want to say to parents is you do your best based on the knowledge and the wisdom that you have. Call upon your village, your tribe, your friends, and people that think like you to, to make decisions that you're challenged with. And then always love your kids. Love them. Love them no matter what. And when they say to you, I hate you or whatever, you can say that to me, but I am going to love you no matter what. And to not always feel like you have to be the parent and they're the child and that you know better. Sometimes your child knows better, like that story about Christopher. Sometimes they know better and they call you on your shit. Mm. And you have to be willing and humble enough to lower your ego and say, you know, you were right. I should have listened to you. I am so sorry. I am not perfect, but thank you for that. You're teaching me, and I appreciate that. And my daughter loves to hear that. And then I love to hear her say, Mom, you're the best mom on the planet. And she means it, you know? So that's what I would leave with you. Mm, that's so beautiful. I'm taking that in, and my heart's just big and smiling. And I know everyone listening is they're taking it into and we're just so grateful thank you for sharing thank for your vulnerability thank you for your willingness to to put this down to share your stories to share your knowledge and now wisdom to impart onto others yeah to impart onto others that's why it's taken so long because it is. It's. It. I. I said the other day, I'm going to change all the names, and I'm going to get a ghostwriter. <laughs> and my husband's like, "You cannot do that." But it. No. You know, Natalie. It is. I am opening up my my life, and uh, and and it's hard because not everybody will agree with it. And uh, so, but but it, it'll be it'll be done. And the world needs to hear it. The world needs to hear it. And you. yes. So I'm. So thank you. You don't need to go back and, as you called yourself, perfect Patty earlier, right? <laughs> it's already perfect because where the perfection is in the imperfections, right? And that's what's going to allow more people to even relate to it, knowing that you didn't have all the answers, but you trusted that they would come. Right. Even in the highs and the lows of it, you know, and I haven't even, you know, I haven't read the book yet because, you know, it's not out yet, right? It's coming, you know, at the time of this recording right now, it's going to be coming, it'd be available. So let's share that. Where would the book be available for people to access? I'm going to self-publish it. Okay. Um, uh, on Amazon. Perfect. So Perfect. people, yeah, I will, uh, at my age, I, uh, 
<laughs> I don't know all the technical stuff, but I'll get people who know that stuff to help me with all that. Yeah, so. You have a good tribe. Yeah. You have a good village around you for those that are like, yeah. we're going to help you put it yeah. in other. But yeah, so it'll be available on Amazon. And the beautiful thing is whenever you do get all the updated information, we'll have that in the show notes. So whenever people hear this for Thank future you. reference, look into the show notes. So that way you can gain access and find out how you can find her book, Holy shit, I'm going to be a mom. What was I thinking? Yes. Thank you again so much. I'm so honored to to have had this conversation. Yes. And you know what? Until next time. Thank you. You as well. And until next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to our weekly podcast. And if what we talked about today made you think of someone in particular that you know would benefit from listening, Be sure to send them the link and share it with them so we can raise consciousness together. See you on the next episode.